Hi, I'm Judah Michelle, and you're listening to The Thread, powered by Meaningful Minute. Tshuva is not hard. All too often misunderstood, tshuva is really a positive process. Hashem's way of expressing His desire for us to strengthen our relationship with Him together. Reorienting our perspective, our understanding, uh, and appreciation of tshuva, we can come to see it as a, an expansive opportunity for growth, presenting us with a, a whole new way, a, a meaningful appreciation for Yiddishkeit. These five steps, outlined by the tzaddik, the Rebbe Rebzusha of Anapoli, represent and reframe tshuva as a positive experience leading to a greater sense of self-awareness, simcha sachayim, a deeper relationship with Ribona Shalolam and with each other. Welcome to the thread on tshuva. Every one of us is a work in progress. Tshuva is a process of discovery as well as a process of recovery. It's also about uncovery, working through all sorts of external layers that, uh, that, have, that have just kind of piled up on top of us, slowly but surely, effortlessly removing that which we perceive to hold us back, that, that which separates us from, from who we hope to one day become, whether it's in the world of Midos or, or specific Nisyonos challenges, Reb Zusha's system addresses it. The Reb Reb Zusha was part of the spiritual fraternity of the Magad of Mizrich, one of the important Talmidei Abal Shem Tov. He was a tzaddik who was renowned for his Yerushamayim and for his humility. And Reb Zusha's down-to-earth holiness and relatable etzos. Uh, unlike uh, pumpkin spice lattes and wearing white until uh, Labor Day, uh, Reb Zusha's mahalach makes tshuva season all year round. It's, it's an acronym. Tshuva stands for five psukim. The tough is tamim tia im Hashem to be simple, innocent, wholehearted with Hashem. The shin of tshuva stands for shivisi Hashem lenegdi tamid to place Hashem before my eyes constantly, to have a continuous sense of being before God. The vav of tshuva is v'ahavta l'reacha kamocha, the golden rule, cultivating love. Bechol d'rachecha da'ehu, the base of tshuva, is to know God in all of our ways expansively. And finally, the hey, the last letter of tshuva, represents hatsneya leches im Hashem elokecha, to walk modestly with our God. The acronym of tshuva is actually a methodology. It's uh, it, instructions for an inner roadmap, not just how to do tshuva, but how to live consciously in the constant present presence of, of Hashem in, in every single facet of our lives. Baderech, living life in process, is about trying to work the roadmap, trying to, to follow Reb Zusha's instructions and, and personally and, and spiritually advance toward the goal of living Yiddishkeit with vitality, joyously, and, and consciously. One of the mistakes we make is that tshuva is, is a reaction to a sin, to a mistake, to a failure. Tshuva is not just something that we do in the face of Avera. The great tzaddik, the Rebbe Simcha Bunim from Shischa, once said that it's, it's, it's understandable that people do averos. I mean, we make mistakes. It's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. We're human beings. After all, there's, there's temptations and, and, and we're surrounded by, by distractions. Like silver 
that uh, becomes tarnished. It's just a, it's the reality of the environment of what's taking place. There's a chemical reaction with sulfites in the air that tarnish the beauty of the silver. People make mistakes. We fall short of our expectations. The Rebbe Rebunim said that that's, that's, that's understandable and that's what we have the system of tshuva for. It's forgivable. But what's almost unforgivable is that while HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the opportunity to be metchadesh, to start again, to do tshuva at any given time, we don't avail ourselves of this incredible gift, of this constant opportunity to draw close to Hashem, to, to repair our relationship with the Ribbon Shalolam. You would say that in the Beis Din Shalmala, we break it, we bought it, we'll be held accountable for our mistakes and, and for our averos, but much more so, we'll be held accountable for the fact that we didn't take advantage of the opportunity of drawing close to Hashem and fixing that which we've damaged through the process of tshuva. This is for Elul, Tishrei, and all year round. And it's not difficult. It's not hidden away from you. It's not far away from you. It's not up in the heavens. It's not on the other sides of the seas. But tshuva is called so this mitzvah of tshuva, is, it, it's right before us, in our mouths, in the way we speak, in our hearts and our thoughts, in our actions for us to do. It's an opportunity that awaits us and that's before us constantly. Reb pathway, Reb acronym, his mahalach, presents us with touchstones, positive steps to embrace this path of tshuva in a way which is manageable, which is understandable, value-driven, and most importantly, through the context and prism of positive steps that will help us cultivate a more real and vibrant relationship with the Rebona Shalolim. The first step in Reb acronym and Reb methodology is Tamim Tia Im Hashem Tough of Tshuva, to be sincere with Hashem, our God. The first step in his prescription is, is to begin with Tamimus, simplicity, sincerity, to live wholeheartedly. That, that, that's what forms the backbone of Jewish, of Jewish practice. Positive growth begins with honesty, heartfulness, and an earnest desire to create lasting change. The first step in Zusha's path to tshuva begins by emphasizing the essential element of, of our kesher, of our chibur, of our connectivity with the Ribbon Shalom, with Hashem, which is, which is the same of, uh, as, as any element, uh, this, it's the same as, as any sacred relationship, of any kesher, sincerity, honesty, being real and being completely present, being natural and real, being who we are. The Ramban calls Tamim Tia a mitzvah say to not anticipate anything or anyone other than the Ribbon Olam in the here and now, to be completely present and embrace where we are and what's happening around us. Tamimus implies childlike purity, innocence. There was a, a great tzaddik in, in, in the last generation named Rabbi Avram Aronovich. He was one of the hidden tzaddikim of Yushalayim, um, in, the, in, in, the, in the secret society of the, of the Baba Sali. He was a mystic and also a lamdan, someone who spent his days and nights learning Beretzifas. He would learn for, for eight hours straight without eating, drinking, speaking, and then do yichudim uh, with the secrets of the Rizal and the mikveh during the day, during the night. 
He tells the Maisa of a, of a Chassid who's a, a very wealthy man, who is a, a Talmud and a Chassid of the Mithra Rebbe, the, the second Lubavitcher Rebbe, um, the son of the Alta Rebbe. And this, uh, this, this Gvir had a, had a son who was terribly chutzpahdik, who had rebelled in a very intense way. And it was, it was painful for the family. And, and whenever there's rebellion, it, it's, it's more painful for the individual themselves. And his father, the parents were beside themselves. He had completely left all trappings of, of frumkeit, of, of, of Yiddishkeit, of observance, of practice, and was just aggressive and at war with the world around him. Uh, it, it was to the point that it was debasing and embarrassing. And uh, the father asked his Rebbe, asked the Mittler Rebbe, Rabdov Ber from Labavitch, like, tell me, what, like, what can I do? Can you, can, you, can, you, can you give him a bracha? Is there some tikkun you can make to do something? And interestingly, the Mittler Rebbe referred him elsewhere. He said, sounds like for your son, you have to speak to the Rizhner, Bisrael of Rizhn. Bisrael of Rizhn was, a, was, a, was, was an anical of, of the of, of of the, of the Magad of Mezrich, who the Mitla Rebbe was named for, ironically, all part of the same base medrash and same fellowship. He said, go to the Rizhner, bring your son to the Rizhner. The Rizhner will have uh, an approach, have a way to, to help him, to help you, to help him chart his path. I mean, this guy looks at his Rebbe, the Mitla Rebbe, and he says, I mean, I, I don't think my son is interested in going to visit a, a Rebbe. I, I could barely get him to come to, to, to sit with us on Pesach Seder. And he showed up and ate bread by my Pesach table, by, by, by the Seder. The Rizhner, the, the, the Mittler Rebbe said, take him to the Rizhner. You don't, you don't remember, you don't know. See, the, the Avodah in Rizhner was very different than, than the rest of the Talmud Bel Shem Tov. By Rizhner, there was a tremendous focus on Avodah Bagashmias. There was um, an appreciation for the finer things. It was, it was deliberate, meaning... Everything was, was looked good, dressed well. They, they, they used their wealth and, and materialism to, 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 to express kvod shamayim. I mean, who, what did Hashem put it? The gold and silver and, and, uh, and nice-looking uh, furnishings in the world for other than, other than for kvod shamayim. So take him to the Rizhner. Your son will be impressed by the wealth. Tell him it's a business trip and that, that the Rizhner is going to potentially invest in, the, in business. Money will speak to him. You know, that's also part of his taivas. Maybe you know, see if he can bring him to the Rizhner. He'll be impressed. The Rizhner had a, lived on a palatial estate and had its servants and ate off of silver and gold. They say that uh, even his, his, his shoes were, were very fancy, but there was no soul underneath that he literally walked on, uh, on gravel. So the father says, okay, what, what, what am I going to do? I have, I have no other recourse. So he goes to, he goes to, his, he goes to his, uh, his son and he says, I have an idea. We're going to fly first class. We're going to go on a fancy coach. We're going we're gonna to eat well. But uh, I want to take you to the Rizhner. We're going to see. Maybe, uh, maybe he'll be interested in, um, in investing in, uh, in one of our projects. So the son says, always down for a road trip. So they, they get together and they, uh, and they head off to, they head off to, meet, the, to meet the Tzaddik, the Rizhner. Um, when, when they get there, the father says, listen, I'm going to go inside and have some, you know, uh, some adult kind of talk. I'm just going to like get in there and flex, let them know like where we're up to, our portfolio, our worth, and uh, I'll do the heavy lifting. And then, you know, I'll bring you in. You'll come in for the, uh, for the second part of the, uh, of the conversation and, um, you know, like that. So I said, great, no problem. He was happy to sit in the waiting room. There's good snacks there. It was a, it was a beautiful spot. This Yid goes into to see the Rizhner. He's, he's opened up and, and he has a kvittel of his son's name. And before he can even open his mouth and hand the Rebbe the kvittel, he just, he broke down in tears. 
he said, Rebbe, please just help me. My, my, my son, he handed the Rebbe the kvittel. Rebbe already understood exactly what the story was. He said, my son is just struggling so badly. He's so brokenhearted. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do. I, I, he's so far. He's so far off from what he, he used to be and what he wanted to be. I, please, can you, can you help? The Rishner looked at him and said, of course. You know, let's, let, 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 let's bring him inside. So a couple minutes later, the father goes out to the waiting room and brings in his, uh, he brings in his kid, his son, his rebellious son. And the um, son walks in with real swagger. He sees the Rizhner in his beautiful throne at his fancy table and is totally impressed. And is, but he understands that like, he's not here for a business meeting. He, he gets it. He gets it. The Rizhner stands up around the table and puts his arm around this young man. He says, I'm so happy that you came to, to meet me. Welcome. Said, can I show you around a little bit? I want to, you know, have a, have a have a nice crib here. I'd like to, you know, show you a little bit what uh, what's what. The kid says, of course, it would be my it'd be my great pleasure. He takes him down this big palatial hallway with tall ceilings, and on the walls of the hallway, it's ceiling to floor ornate mirrors. He takes him in front of the first mirror and puts his hand around his arm, and he and they look together into the mirror. And this young man sees himself as, as in his current state. And he, he sees himself sitting at his parents' Pesach Seder with, with a loaf of bread. And he sees in that vision his mother, just brokenhearted, completely shattered. He sees his father disappointed. And the kids, he sees his siblings looking at him with disgust. He senses the embarrassment and the hurt that he's caused people. And he's seeing all of his Averos, all of the Arayos, and all of the low places that he's been in, and all of the, the painful and hurtful places that he's, that, 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 that he's gone to, and all of the pain and suffering that he's caused in the world. And he, he sees that the tray for food and, and the Chil Shabbos, and it's just, it's awful to look at, to come face to face with all of that Avera and all of that, 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 that negativity and that Tumah was just hard. He, he, it was like, it, like he, winced, he winced at the, the vision of himself. When the Rizhner understood that he, was, that, he had, that he had seen what he looked like in that first mirror, he took him by the hand gently and said, you know, continue down the hallway till they get to a second large mirror. And there in front of that, that, that second large mirror, he, he saw himself a, a, a couple of years earlier. Now, a couple of years earlier, he saw like... He saw himself, you know, walking out of his parents' house, taking off his, his yarmulke and putting it into his pocket. And he saw himself, you know, coming to, you know, coming to socialize outside of shul on Friday night, dressed nicely, and then going out to, to a place of ill repute, to a pub, to a bar with his, uh, with his, with his friends, with his Gaisha friends afterwards. It's hard to see. But he, he, but, but he was looking at himself and he, he recognized somebody who was just struggling and, 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 and confused and, and in the early states of, of rebellion, you know, his mother making him a, a suda to sit in the sukkah and him sitting there and, and, and eating without washing and without making a leshev v'sukkah and his parents looking at him a little bit funny and then saying, oh, wait, I, I forgot to make the bracha. When he... When he recognized himself in that second mirror from a few years earlier, the Rizhner took him by the shoulder and, and put his arm around him and said, let's, let's continue, I can show you the rest of my house. And they go to the next mirror. And in front of that next mirror, this young man sees himself as a bar mitzvah boy, wearing his tefillin for the first time. And 
he he remembered this this beautiful this beautiful scene of uh, of the bagel breakfast and whatever happened there with all the friends and parents like feeling proud of him, and he, you see him there kind of fidgeting, comfortable ish, not totally, and he saw himself during that stage of life like sometimes coming to school and just putting on the shell roche and covering up the his arm with the shell yard and sitting there kind of angry and, 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 and off-putting. And he saw himself sitting there, you know, with his, with his friends, talking, using nivel pair, starting to curse, and then kind of going back to school and, and, and trying to understand and trying to follow, but, but not really going. And he was looking at it, and it was just it was hard to, it was hard to see. He remembers that, that awkward, painful stage of, of wanting so badly to please his parents and his rebellion, but knowing that he just he couldn't, he, that, he, that he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And then, and then the Rizhner understood that he saw, and, and he took him to the next mirror. In the next mirror, he saw himself a few years earlier, a, a, a seven-year-old playing, jumping, laughing with his friends in the chatzer, in the courtyard of, uh, of the cheder, of the school. And he, 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 he smiled, and it was just, wow, I remember those days. And, 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 of, and of sitting at the table, learning Parsha with his, with his father and, 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 and the mother, you know, and taking out the chalas from the oven and participating. And it was just like this, this, this refreshing feeling, and then, and then he was filled with such sadness and, and, and hurt. And he, he, he slouched over and, and started to hold his head and shake his head and, and, and look at the Rizhner saying, oh, like, what happened? Like, what happened? Like, what happened? When the Rizhner understood that, that he had seen himself as a seven-year-old, in that time he, he put his arm around him and moved him to the, to the fifth mirror, to the final mirror. And there, this young man came face to face with himself as a child by his upshirt. He just just gotten his hair cut and had his new pace. And he saw his mother glowing and his grandparents who were alive still at that time with such nachas. And that the father putting his talus cotton on his tzitzis, his first pair of tzitzis, filled with promise and freshness and newness. It was just this joyful, incredible, beautiful, simple moment. And then he saw his father and mother so proudly, like standing next to him, take out the, the olive base with a little honey on it. And as he saw himself as a pure, innocent, young, beautiful, happy child, a three-year-old, licked the olive letters of the olive base, he, he, he broke down in tears. He couldn't bear seeing himself. He couldn't bear seeing himself in, 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 in such a way. It was just so hard to come face to face with who, what he was and, and, and who he had become. And when he crumbled to the floor and, and totally broken and exhausted, the Rizhner summoned his father to come in. And the way that uh, Rabbi Ram Aronovich Zetzal tells the, the Maisa, the way he would tell over the Maisa, was that the Rizhner stood there, the Tzaddik stood there with father and with son, and asked them to look into the mirror all together. See, for us, we often relate to tshuva as a process where we have to look at all the things that we've done wrong, everything that's gone bad, everything that's gone sour, that we've, that we've spoiled, that we've broken, and we automatically look to see what our mistakes are so that we can hopefully get better, but that just spins wheels and mud and enters us into a world of negativity, of darkness, and, and perpetuates failure. What the tzaddikim are laying out for us, and specifically Rabzusha, and through this Maisa, the Rizhner, 
is that tshuva is about restoring our factory default. Beginning with tamimus, with, with trying to help us go back and re- regressive, to, to uncover that inner child, that place of simplicity, of wholeness, of realness, of freshness, of, of, of uncovering that original tmimut, that innocent, that, that childlike place is called going ad to that original love. When we see ourselves as, as lacking, as, as, as bad or, or uh, unworthy, it, it, it's lo na'im, it's very hard to look at. But if we are able to focus on good points and begin from a place of, of purity, of cleanliness, of goodness, of recognizing that our beginning point in life and in Yiddishkeit is that we are good, that's called beginning with tmimus, of starting from what's going right, from starting from a very real place. In, in our hearts, bilvavcha, in our thoughts and our feelings about ourselves, bafiha, in the way we speak in our language, laasoso, and in our actions, these three dimensions of how we enter into this world of tshuva and fixing. Bafiha, in our language, tmimos in speech means speaking straight. Speaking honestly from our heart. Sometimes we think that it's that it's that it's that when, when we when we to sound sophisticated and, and to speak with chachma and, and with a high vocabulary and to make things nuanced and complicated, it, it, it'll it'll help us it'll help us feel good and help us draw close to Hashem. But but here, Abzush was saying the opposite is true. Straight talk express. The more we could speak from the heart. Like a child says what they need. One of the things Rabzusha says we could learn from a child is that a child cries out when they're in pain and they say what they're really thinking. Sometimes it's a little bit embarrassing. Oh, you know, oh, this kid is funny. Uh, but, but, but for us, for us, in, in, in trying to uncover our inner child, in covering that place inside of us which has remained pure and always will remain pure, we, we have to begin by speaking simply. Sometimes we think that... Uh, that, you know, speaking about nuance, about, oh, different narratives and, and dialectic and there's different sides to a story and there's different things is, is good and, and, and it's appropriate within relationships. But sometimes we have to just say, help me, save me, to be able to speak clearly and, and, and in a real way. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I made a mistake. I, I was wrong. Uh, in 1959, Rabbi Yashabar Salavechik um, was diagnosed with cancer, and, and his daughter's wedding had to be postponed because of a procedure. And on the night before of that, the night before that procedure, the, the, the Rav remembered that uh, the, the way that he davened, the way that he called out Hashem was different than all the other ways that he had davened up until that point, which, which sometimes could be cerebral, and sometimes we can get in our own way, and, and, and sometimes it's important to be like that in davening. It's a, it's a, it's a intellectual, it could be an intellectual exercise, and sometimes there, we have to sort through our emotions and express them. And then there are times where a person is, is lying in such a situation, and we're saying, just help me, I want to I be by my daughter's wedding. Help me, save me, bring me close to you. On Hashem. Tamimus restores our way of, of, of speaking to Hashem and to each other with simplicity, honestly, and directly. In, 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 in our minds, in our consciousness, in our perspective, Tamimus, tamimus, helps, us, tamimus helps us just keep things simple. Keep things poshut. The, the Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah, the more simple, the better. The more simple, the better. To simplify as much as we possibly can and then to continue simplifying. 
We think that often, in order to draw close to Kodesh Baruch Hu, we have to do things in a complicated way, with Chachma. It's not just Rabbi Nachman who explains Tamimus to be the most important, the most important midah in terms of our, 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 our Avodas Hashem. It's the Gemara, Koma de Pashit, Tafi Everything that's Pashit is better. And Rabbi Nassim Breslover would say about, uh, about, about, about being a Talmud of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, who, who spoke so much about Tamimus of Pshitas, he said, I'm, I'm not wor- worried that, that, uh, that I wasn't, didn't live with enough Tamimus of Pshitas, but I, I, I hope that I lived my Tamimus of Pshitas, my simplicity, simple enough. We, we tend to overthink, and we tend to, 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 in our adult lives, think that the, the, more, the more we talk about something, the better it'll be. The more we present different sides, the, 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 more, the more we'll have clarity. But, but the opposite is true. It, the opposite is true. Reb Zusha is pointing us is that a derech and tshuva is just keeping things as simple as possibly can be. Because that's where we find honesty. And that's where we find innocence. And that's where we find the opportunity and the belief in ourselves that we can actually begin again with clarity. To love, I, I, I love Klal Yisrael. Us and them, the difference between us and them, evil and good, between light and darkness. That's where we find our, uh, our beginning point of, um, of, of change. Sometimes we think that, where am I going to start? There's so many things that I have to fix. There's so many places that I have to work on. What Rabbi Zush is telling us is, Tamim tia em Hashem elokecha. Tamimus means doing one thing at a time being connected to what's in front of me and the opportunity that I have right now, the people that I'm with, the moment that I'm in. Like the Ramban says, not to predict the future, not to think about what's coming and not to think about what was, but what's right here in front of us. And what's right here in front of us is a positive opportunity to embrace our, our chance to fix that which we might have uh, disturbed or that which we might have has become tarnished by the, uh, by the world that we're in with uh, our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tamim tia The more we're able to connect to simplicity, wholeheartedness, wholeheartedness and, and pashtos, tia The more we'll sense our constant relationship and presence with the Rebona Shalalem.